0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Super excited today. Great having you back here because we're going to learn everything about being metaphysical, about being holistic, and that goes deep in terms of crystals, different types of incense you could be using, smudging, which Gets rid of negative energy and brings that positive energy in there. Also, tower readings and much more. And to do all of that, I am going to the castle. Well, not a real castle, but I'm talking about the castles. And that's Bridget Castle and Chantel Castle. And they're on the program with us from the Evening Star Metaphysical. Bridget and Chantel, welcome. How are you guys doing? And I think we lost them. No, no. <laughs> oh, here. Can you hear I did not hear you. Uh, can you hear me Okay. Excellent, excellent. Well, great having you here. I, can we start with crystals? It's one of my favorite things to talk about.
1: Absolutely. It's my favorite, too.
0: Uh, I'm literally staring right now. I'm going to grab a, right here in my hand a, a stick of um, selenite, which it's. everybody tells me it is one of it's the... It's Tell me more about it.
1: Um, is it flat and kind of cloudy clear, or is it more like you can break pieces off of it?
0: It's a stick that's about four inches long by half inch, and I don't think I can break any of it, and it's definitely cloudy.
1: Okay. Um, Well, it's either still on either statin spar, but they're about the same thing. Um, It just depends on the uh, texture. But um, those are absolutely fabulous for clearing energies.
2: They're also really similar to quartz and can boost the energy of other crystals as well.
0: I'm glad you said that, Chantel, because I, I always wondered about that. So if I wanted to replenish the energy of other crystals, would I just put it near them, have it touch them, and have it sort of like recharge them? Yes.
1: Normally, if you have a big enough piece, you can actually put your other crystals on them and like just let them sit overnight. Or just have them, like, side-by-side if you don't have a big enough piece, as long as they're within probably about 12 to 18 inches together.
0: Okay. Is it the same as, I've heard before, you can take or should take your crystals and put them in the moonlight uh, when there's a full moon to recharge? Is it doing the same exact thing with the selenite? Yes. Oh,
1: okay. Wow. You're just charging it either with the moon energy or you're charging it with the selenite energy.
0: Got it. Well, that makes it a whole lot easier because then you don't have to wait for a full moon to do that or, you know, a moon that uh, might be covered by clouds. If you were, if you guys were carrying three crystals with you, like your go-to, got to have them in the pocket, which would they be?
1: Mine would be amethyst, quartz, and I like all the green things, so maybe green appetite because it's just one of my favorites.
0: Hmm. And... What about you, Chantel?
2: I would bring lapis lazuli or lazurite, which are my favorite, as well as black tourmaline and malachite.
0: And what are some of the most important things that they do? Pick, pick one of them that offers the, like, the most benefits.
2: I really like the lapis because it is from my spiritual home country. It has a very long history, and it helps calm and bring about your psychic abilities.
0: So, I'm glad you said that. Do you guys feel that you have psychic abilities, that uh, that you're intuitive? Indeed. Hmm. Do you think that we all have that?
1: I think we all have the potential to have that, whether you realize you do or you don't hone that in. But I've had my intuitiveness since I was young, but didn't realize
0: that's what it was. People often tell me that we all have something, but... Not all of us can tune into it like everybody else. does that sound like what what you guys feel?
1: yeah, but I think everybody has the potential to be able to hone into it. They just have to know what to do to get it
0: gotcha yeah how do you how do you tune into it? How do you guys you know, what do you suggest? listen, you know we want to be closer to our intuition. How do you listen for it? How do you, I guess, maybe block out all the other noise to, to, to tune into it?
1: See, honestly, I usually tell people to start with meditating. You've got to be able to meditate and clear all of the things and then listen to what your mind, your energy, your body is telling you. And would
0: you say it's almost like you're into it, like your gut feeling that you have? Is that kind of the same thing? Ah, okay.
1: And I know sometimes, like your gut feeling can like get kind of out of control, like, and that's like super strong.
0: How do you know it's a gut feeling?
2: Normally, I feel the good feelings in like my lower belly, but the bad feelings normally up in my chest, where my lungs are.
0: Hmm. So for me, and everybody's different. Usually, it's the lighter feeling that I get. Like the first feeling I get is is usually your gut telling you the answer. And then when I have that, like you just said, Chantel, that heavier, heavier feeling that just kind of sits there, that's the wrong answer and just run, <laughs> go, go, right. go the other way. Um, but it's, it's not easy. And, it, you know, I'm trying to make a decision recently about something and I really have to make that decision soon. So I've been trying to clear everything out and try to focus on the answer and it's a close call, but I'm getting more and more of the the heavier feeling that you probably should say no as opposed to yes to the situation. I'm, I'm. It's a real situation. It's, it's, pre- it's pretty important that I'm dealing with. But I'm leaning toward the no. But it's been tough. This one has been a tougher one.
1: I'll say, if your guts telling you to go no, I would go no.
0: Yeah, it's my challenge here, Bridget is, is knowing that it. I, I want to say no. I'll be honest. I want to say no. I think it's the right answer. But I'm trying to listen to what's inside. To to really feel that answer. And uh, you know, your head gets in the way <laughs> like oh, all the time, you know?
1: <laughs> Absolutely it does. I would definitely recommend meditating on that. Yeah. Like just think about that and meditate and see what that will bring out.
0: I'm gonna try and do that tonight. And somebody told me recently, it was kind of a cool idea that if you need to make a decision, come up with an answer that you meditate and you visualize a gauge like a gas gauge and yeah. all the way over to one side is like 10 yeah you know great that's a yes and then the other side obviously is a no but at least you have kind of a a feel for it you can you can you can put a visual in your mind to the um to the feeling that you're getting uh i guess in your stomach or wherever you get your gut feeling
1: Oh absolutely yeah
0: So the other stuff you guys offer let's go with the tinctures Uh, Mm -hmm. Interesting. Tell me about that.
1: Um, I started making those a few years ago. Well, we went to a a, a psychic fair, and there was someone there selling them. And we checked them out, and I'm like, I don't know. You know, it explained what they were, and each one has different properties and does different things. And he put, he'd asked me if I had any, like, back problems or this or that. And I was like, yeah, I'm falling part." <laughs> so he put a sample in my water. And he like, try this, go walk around, come back to me later and let me know. So we did that. And we finished the bottle of water and came back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, do you have any more of that left? And they're like, "Nope, We ran out. I'm like, well. What do you do? So I was like, okay. He's like, you can order it and then we can send it. So I did. And they're like these little dropper bottles. And I'm like, for the price I just paid for that, I need to learn how to make this myself. Hmm. So I did a lot of looking up and investigating and then ordered what I needed for it and started with that one. And then since then, I grow my own herbs at home and I, all sorts of things out in the garden. So I just started making different ones so i make the tinctures i make the syrup dabs for pain um i have sold so many of those because i do home care and all of my clients the first day i made them i took one cannon with me and i put it on everybody but didn't tell them what it was (laughs) and they all loved it Mm. so i just kind of ran with doing this because different things can help with so many different things.
0: So give some examples of tinctures that uh, you really you really love, you really believe in.
1: Um, the cramp bark is my favorite. Um, it helps with, for me, like leg cramps, back cramps, any of the, like, the muscle cramps that you get from walking around or just like I get the worst cramps in my legs at night. Um, I had Chantel start using it for like her menstrual cramps. Works great for that. Um, Comfrey is great for pain. Elderberry is another favorite. Fantastic for keeping you healthy and not getting sick. Delicious, and it's good. It's so good. Mm.
0: Uh, what about boosting your immune system? You just said that. Any other things that you guys could suggest?
1: Oh, I always tell people with immune boosting to go elderberry, echinacea, and zinc.
0: So, zinc, I used to be a big fan of it, still am, but. I'll share, and maybe use, you've experienced this. Um, I've had too much zinc at times, and it messes with your stomach. Have you ever experienced it, can. it? Yeah.
1: Yes, and I've noticed, you know, certain things with zinc, and I'm like, messes with your taste. Yes. Too. Yeah, yeah. I totally
0: it's, forgot about that, Bridget. You're right. Just, it
1: is the weirdest thing.
0: Yes. Oh, I thought it was just me.
1: <laughs> oh well, like no, that. no, I have that issue too. <laughs>
0: It's it's um, best way to describe, I guess, is almost like a um, soury, pungent kind of change to your taste when you have zinc.
1: Yes, and it changes the taste of everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm, it is what it is. But zinc, I really feel that I fought off a bunch of colds by by taking it. But there was times where I just overdid it, and uh, I had to cut back. I Actually, had a. I think it contribute. I had. I was dealing with the beginning of an ulcer back in the day, and then the zinc, mm. the zinc was like the gasoline on top of it. <laughs> but you, you, yeah, you, you learn. You don't know until you learn. Uh, how about uh, any tinctures for people having trouble sleeping?
1: Um, yes, I used to make one for one of my clients. I would use valerian, passion flower, mm. chamomile, and there was one more. Oh, what was it? Okay, I can't remember. It's been a <laughs> minute. But maybe it was lavender. Yeah, there were four, and I would mix them, put them all together, and I would mix it in with the tea and give it to them to help them sleep. Okay, yeah, so. valerian and passion flower and chamomile are the best.
0: Well, lavender traditionally has been good to, to help you sleep. Uh, you mentioned tea. So I don't do caffeine. It just whacks me out. Definitely can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Even during, you know, wide awake during the day, uh, I'm like, I get jacked up. You know, forget about a forget about a Red Bull for me, but oh, wow. they tell me that, you know, there's certain teas that don't have caffeine or don't jack you up. I mean, maybe it's chamomile. I'm not really sure. Um, yes,
1: chamomile is just typically like chamomile and maybe green tea, and I don't, they do have some, I know I'm not sure if it's all of the green teas, but I know some of them don't have caffeine. Say, I love caffeine, so I don't really pay attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I were you, <laughs> and I did it yesterday because they didn't have decaf where I stopped for coffee. at the, Literally, a gas station, a quick check, and I was like, you know what? Let me do it again. Let me just go for it again, and it just wasn't good. I was really like, you know, it was it was it was a wild experience. Just can't do it. Oh my, yeah, yeah, all good though. But you know, you don't know until you know. Um, I know that you guys do tarot readings. Uh, do mm-hmm. you, is it tarot cards or you do oracle cards?
1: Um, we've got both. Okay. I think you do more of the tarot card, right? Yes. Yep. Gotcha. say I haven't mastered the oracles yet, so it's kind of a learning process still.
0: Gotcha. Well, you know, maybe next time we get a chance to talk, you can have uh, pull a couple of cards, and uh, we could see what which which what you're, what you're seeing. Um, let's talk about smudging or saging. Um, I know what saging is and I want to, I want to get to that in a second and, and ask you the the right way to do it. Um, (coughs) smudging, what do you use for that? When do you use it? How do you do it?
1: Um, it depends on person as well as what you're doing it for. If you're doing it just to do like a normal cleanse, it cleanses the energies in your house and your office, your car, yourself It just depends on, like I said, what you're doing. So if you're doing just a normal cleanse, most people use white sage bundles. You can use, they have um, six or seven different types of bundles you can use for, like, different things like sweet grass or
2: dragon blood.
1: dragon blood or, you know, different things. And then you've got people who can't handle the smoky things. So they have you can have sprays, like a smudging spray. So I've got, like, a sage spray, and then I've got Florida water that I make that is for the same thing. Or you can use bells. It's all just energy cleansing. So they're like, if you want to cleanse your house, and typically you want to do it when things are starting to feel kind of weird, if, you know, don't feel c- clear and it doesn't feel normal, go ahead and smudge. Mm. And I've always heard and done, that you open your windows, open your doors, open all of the closet doors, all your drawers, all your everything, to make sure everything's open, and then you start at the farthest room back, and you go every corner, every nook, every cranny, all over each room, one by one, and you say whatever cleansing prayer that feels right to you, because everybody uses a different one, until you're all the way finished with the whole house and out the door. And, and that way, with the doors and the windows being open, all of the negativity can go out.
0: Are you doing it counterclockwise or clockwise? Does it really matter?
1: I I just do it. And sometimes I get lazy and I'll stick it in front of a fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I never even thought of that idea. Well, that's a good one. Hmm. It
1: works. <laughs> wow. It works.
0: I mean... That's the, the lazy person's uh, smudging or saging uh, sure. technique, but you know what? It's, it's sending it everywhere. Wow. Exactly.
1: And it's faster because my arms get killing me by the time I'm halfway through from wafting it and holding it. and It's like, oh, I'm dying, so I'll just get fan out.
0: <laughs> hmm. And I got to believe, you know, it's sending the smoke in all different directions, so it's going to get where it's got to go. Exactly. Yeah, like a ceiling fan would be okay. I would say so. Hmm. I can't uh, see, right I don't see why not. Can't yeah, see, right I don't now. see
1: why
0: not either. Yeah. All right.
1: Because uh, I know the first time I did it, she made so much fun of me, and I'm like, "It's moving through the house, is it
0: not?" I'm trying to see how it's a bad thing, but I'm not seeing it being a bad thing. The only, the only thought I have is somebody once told me, "Well, hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sage the." The closets. So now I open every you closet, do. and I go inside and come out again, and uh, uh-huh. you know every corner and everything. But uh, you know, what? maybe the fan is a good idea. Just the final hit, just really make sure, right. you, you got it everywhere. So it works. For,
1: it works absolutely.
0: Where did you? Where did you guys get turned on to all of this? This the, the whole holistic and metaphysical world.
1: Um, I've always been kind of interested. Um, we got into, I think, crystals first and became obsessed. And then from there, it just kind of went into every other aspect because you learn about this and it tells you to do this. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. So then you go and you learn that and then you do more research on this. And then we started going to all the shows where you can buy the crystals and found out there's all these other things that are super interesting, too. And we just kind of dove in.
0: Hmm. Uh, how long ago was that?
2: I'm going to say eight years.
0: Wow. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, and you probably feel the same, but once you start, it's it's just exciting. Like, you just want to learn more. You know, what else? What am I missing?
1: Right. And it does. And, yeah, we're, like I said, we may have been doing it for this long, but there's still
2: so much that we're learning.
0: Yep. What about aura readings? Real quick, tell us about that.
2: Well, mostly I just look at the color that surrounds people and based off my knowledge of each color and how bright it is, mm-hmm. I put together the meaning of it and try to find out what the person is going through and then offer some tips to help them make it through the hard times.
0: So you see you see colors around somebody when you look at them? Yes. Can anybody do that? Yes. Huh, i got to think about that. I'm sure you have to be totally in tune with it to make it, uh, make it work.
2: Yeah, it took me like a couple months to figure out how to control it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, awesome. How do we reach you guys? If we want to learn more about any of the, the tinctures, crystals, any of the stuff you guys offer?
1: Um, you could go to our website, which we are still building, but it is the com. Or we do have a page on Facebook under the Evening Star Metaphysical, and we have the email, which is the evening star Metaphysical at gmail dot com. Or Miss Chantel has her little business phone number: seven six five two two eight four zero one eight.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I did ask you this, but I wonder what's, what's your relation? You're both castles she's my daughter got it okay that's what i figured but i wasn't wasn't 100 sure yeah super cool stuff and uh i'm just learning and especially in the crystal part of it um there's so much to learn there and you always wonder if you're getting the right thing or legit products but you've got all of that and the tincture is you know homemade as well so uh once again it's the evening star meta do i have that right Excellent. Bridget, Chantel, great talking with you guys today and uh, and learned a lot and looking forward next time uh, we might get a chance to talk. Oh, that would be fabulous. Uh, thank you. Be well. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network.
2: Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well... I think he is.
1: Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up.
2: He is ready, right? Her car seat looks like the right size.
0: There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat. Aren't there?
2: Rear-facing? Forward-facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat.
1: I know my child's in the right car seat. Or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat.
2: Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.